0: Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Welcome to Israel and You, and today I wanna tell you a story about a ship, a list, train and a shovel. And I want to talk about the need for solidarity uh, between two people groups, and that would be the Jewish people and um, the African American people. And there's been a long history of suffering in both people groups. And as a Jewish person, I can look in the eyes of the other, uh, the black person. And see in their eyes that they have endured great suffering over the centuries. And I know many of my black friends can look into the eyes, my eyes as a Jewish man, and see that my family throughout history has endured great suffering. And so there needs to be a reconciliation, there needs to be a coming together between these to communities and I want to talk to you about that and why that's so vital and so important. Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel walked with Dr. Martin Luther King in Alabama from Selma to Montgomery on March 21st, 1963. Soon after, Rabbi Heschel would say, for many of us, the march from Selma to Montgomery was about protest and prayer. Legs are not lips and walking is not kneeling And yet our legs uttered songs. Even without words, our march was worship. I felt my legs were praying. So in these words, the renowned intellectual rabbi, Abraham Joshua Heschel, embodies worship in the action of defending the dignity of another. A religious man said Heschel is a person who holds God and man in one thought at one time at all times who suffers harm done to others, whose greatest passion is compassion, whose greatest strength is love and defiance of despair. So it would be fair to say that Rabbi Heschel's defiance of indifference to human suffering led him to be a leader in the civil rights movement. Yet he was not the only Jewish activist who marched across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Alabama. There were many, including dozens of other rabbis, Two Jewish advocates, Andrew Goodman and Michael Schwerner, were murdered a little over a year after the march. They were murdered by the KKK in Philadelphia, Mississippi, because of their support of black civil rights. And they were buried uh, with a young black man, also a, a civil rights activist. They were all three buried Uh A black young man and two Jewish young men in an earthen grave in Philadelphia, Mississippi. And it's been 60 years since Rabbi Heschel marched with Reverend King in 1963. And yet Jewish advocacy for black civil rights is still urgent, perhaps now more than ever. And in a day when identity politics is dividing the black community, expressing the empathy and understanding of Rabbi Heschel almost seems counterintuitive. It's always easier to build barriers than bridges, but Jews cannot risk indifference to black pain because there are malevolent voices shouting about the myth of the hierarchy of suffering, that blacks have suffered more than others, One of the underlying messages in the proclamation of this lie is that Jews are the culprits of black pain. and the violent anti-Semitism of the Nation of Islam, the radical black Hebrew-Israelite movement, and other black extremist hate groups are finding sanctuary in the black community. The black Hebrew Israelites, known as B-H-I, they teach that they are the true Israelites and descendants of the original 12 tribes of Israel. Based on their extreme ideology of race, they are the world's superior and chosen people, and Jews are nothing more than deceptive imposters who created the slave trade to eviscerate the black Hebrew Israelites by stealing their identity. The perpetrators of the December 10th, 2019 attack on a kosher market in Jersey City, New Jersey, David Anderson and Francine Graham, were disciples of the black Hebrew Israel movement and links to BHI anti Semitic propaganda were posted on their website before the attack and included hateful content like, are the so called Negroes in America <clears throat> Africans? No, they are the real Hebrew Israelites, Jews. The Jewish people are imposters. Minister Louis Farrakhan, on a whole other front of uh, anti Semitism that's brewing, In uh, some areas of the black community, Minister Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam is no stranger to anti-Semitic hate speech. In his criterion speech on July 4th, 2020, Farrakhan said, Those of you that say that you are Jews, I will not even give you the honor of calling you a Jew. You're not a Jew. You're so-called. You're Satan. And it's my job now to pull the cover off of Satan. In his Savior's Day speech on February 17th, 2019, Farrakhan stated, Pedophilia and sexual perversion institutionalized in Hollywood and the entertainment industries can be traced to Talmudic principles and Jewish influence. Now Jewish influence, satanic influence under the name of Jew. In a 2018 sermon by Nation of Islam minister Nuri Muhammad entitled Countering the Conspiracy to Destroy the Black Family, Muhammad stated these same Jews that are attacking the minister are the blood relatives of the slave ship owners. In his Savior's Day conference on February 24. 24- through 26 2023, Farrakhan called for another holocaust. A Jewish man said to me, you know, we say never again. Never again will we be in the oven. Never again. I said, hold it. You can say that to me, but you can't say that to God because the Bible says, behold, the day cometh that shall burn as a what? As an oven. And those who do wickedly, he will slay them and leave them neither root nor branch. So what's Farrakhan saying there is that another Holocaust is coming and, and he supports it because he believes that Jewish people are are sons of Satan and they need to be burned again in the oven. This is very anti-Semitic, hateful speech. Now must be a time, in my opinion, for Jews to intentionally form alliances with the black community, to feel our legs praying, to cross bridges like the Edmund Pettus in Alabama, and defy indifference to the suffering of African Americans, even when some in that community, like Farrakhan, seek to erase the very memory of our own pain. Because of that suffering, we as a people, Jewish people, can identify with the pain of the other. If there were one people on the face of the earth who could collectively say with assurance to the black community, we feel your pain, it would be Jews. We must listen for the voices of reason in the black community, and there are many, and when we hear them seek to create relational bonds, the kind of authentic relationship shared between Heschel and King, when we do, we'll discover we have more in common than we have ever realized, though different Our journeys through the valley of the shadow of death can be mutually shared. We need to listen to each other's stories. We must not be so naive as to think if we as Jewish people turn the other way and settle for indifference to the enduring suffering of the other, in this case, black Americans, that somehow the wound will heal on its own without the empathy and compassion of who can identify with this agony. Someone, an extremist group, a hate-filled anti-Semite manipulating black history and black suffering, will capitalize on this moment and fill the wound with hate. They've already started. And there is so much more work to be done in the arena of black civil rights. Walking across bridges as required, <clears throat> embodied deep within the advocacy is worship. As Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel did, we must hold God and man in one thought at one time at all times. And we must feel our legs praying. So I told you as we started the podcast today, I was going to tell you a story about a, a ship A list a train and a shovel and again there is a shared solidarity between blacks and Jews and we need to listen to each other's stories and yes our stories are are different but also incredibly similar think about this the Jewish people in Egypt spent 400 years as slaves and the black people In the slave trade, they spent 400 years as slaves. So, I mean, we begin this story with an incredible uh, historical uh, similarity between our two people groups. Beginning in the 1500s, an estimated 12 million black people were transported from West Africa through the Middle Passage Uh, from West Africa to the European colonies in the Caribbean and the Americas. The slave traders insured their captives, and they made lists. They kept copious records of every slave, and the reason was to insure them. And they were insured uh, that uh, if a slave died in transport, which many did, they were insured... And they didn't lose their investment if a slave should die in transport. So we know that 1.8 million black people taken from West Africa died on the voyage and they were thrown overboard. But the slave ships, they were insured. They thought ahead and they they were evil people. And um, those bodies were thrown overboard. And they say that the sharks followed the slave ships from West Africa all the way to the Caribbean and the Americans, Americas. And when the, the, uh, the black people ended up in the uh, Caribbean or in the Americas, they were sold and they went to forced labor camps called plantations. And they were forced into labor for the rest of their lives. And, On those ships that transported them across the Middle Passage, they were chained together in the belly of those ships. And coffins have more space. The average slave ship carried 300 uh, black men, women, and children. And uh, a ship called the Zong, out of greed, uh, the owners of the ship, they packed 442... Uh, Africans into that ship out of greed 442 when it was really supposed to carry 300 and the Zong stands out Because Captain Luke Collingwood he miscalculated his arrival in uh, The British West Indies and he was running low on water and they calculated that uh, They were gonna lose many men women and children and they weren't insured for miscalculating their route they're only insured if the men and women you know died on board and were thrown overboard so captain luke collingwood ordered his men to throw 133 men women and children overboard alive into the sea and the year was 1781 and the zong became the rallying cry of the abolitionist which would, years later, end the British slave trade. And so uh, in Swahili, uh, the name for this uh, slave trade, and 12 million people taken from their home in Africa and shipped across the Middle Passage uh, into forced labor camps and handed shovels, um, the word is Mafa, M-A-A-F-A. In Swahili, it means the Great Catastrophe. So black people were carried on ships, transported across the Middle Passage. There were lists uh, listing how many slaves were on board. And when they arrived in the uh, West Indies, they were handed shovels uh, into, and forced into to labor. Well, between 1933 and 1945, the N- Nazi Germany organized a plan for Jewish extermination. They didn't use ships. They used trains to transport Jewish people from their homes all across Europe. Uh, Many of them suffocated in the trains. Many of them froze to death in the trains. And they were crammed like sardines into the barracks of of the death camps. And when they arrived to the death camps, many were sent straight to the gas chambers and others uh, were, were forced into labor. If you go to visit the death camp Auschwitz, over the entrance it says, work makes you free. And so they were dehumanized, the Jewish people. And they were reduced to a number. And the Nazis, just like the slave traders, they kept copious lists of uh, the names of the Jewish people along with their numbers. And the numbers were placed on their arms, and the Nazis murdered six million Jewish people uh, by machine gun fire, through starvation, through uh, gassing them and burning them. And um, interestingly, uh, the similarity between the two: the the black people were transported by ships. There were lists. There were they were handed shovels in forced into labor, and the Jewish people, they were transported by train. Uh, The Nazis kept lists and handed them shovels uh, and put them into forced labor camps. So in Swahili, the slave trade and the the massacre of 1.8 million black people that were thrown overboard and 12 million people that were made slaves in Swahili... Uh, the slave trade is known as Mafa, the Great Catastrophe. Well, the Jewish people, they have a name for the Holocaust in Hebrew, and the word is Shoah. And how is it translated? The same way as Mafa. It's translated the Great Catastrophe. And there's generation of shared suffering between our two people groups. And more than any other people, I think African Americans and Jews have more in common because of our collective suffering and remember the quote by Heschel. For many of us, the march from Selma to Montgomery was about protest and prayer. Legs are not lips, and walking is not kneeling. And yet our legs are uttered songs, even without words. Our march was worship. I felt my legs were praying. Martin Luther King at uh, Heschel marched with King across the Edmund Pettus Bridge to Montgomery. And on March 25th, 1968, just 10 days before Martin Luther King was murdered. He participated in the annual convention of the Jewish Rabbinical Assembly. And here's what he said. I think it is necessary to say what is basic and what is needed in the Middle East is peace. Peace for Israel is one thing. Peace for the Arab side of that world is another thing. Peace for Israel means security, and we must stand with all of our might to protect its right to exist, its territorial integrity. I see Israel, and never mind saying it, as one of the great outposts of democracy in the world, and a marvelous example of what can be done, how desert land almost can be transformed into an oasis of brotherhood and democracy. Peace for Israel means security, and that security must be a reality. And King went on to say that if the Jewish people, his Jewish brothers and sisters, said to him, we don't need your help as a a black leader in the civil rights movement. We don't need your help in fighting anti-Semitism. King said, I would still fight anti-Semitism because it is wrong. In 1964, James Cheney, Andrew Goodman and Michael Schwerner, uh, a black young man and two Jewish young men, they all were buried together in an earthen grave in Philadelphia, Mississippi. And that speaks to me, it's a picture of solidarity. Our two people groups stood together to fight uh, collectively for the civil rights of African Americans and these three young men perished together for their advocacy and their stance against prejudice and racism and I do believe today that Jewish people need to continue to fight that fight for black civil rights and I do as well believe that that black people in America must stand and fight against anti-semitism as Martin Luther King did to support their Jewish brothers and sisters. The African American soldiers in World War II is an incredible story of the 183rd Engineer Combat Battalion in the 8th Corps in the U.S. 3rd Army. This was an African-American battalion. And when the high command uh, had got into uh, Europe and the death camps began to be liberated, in one particular, uh, two particular death camps, Buchenwald and Dachau, the high command said, you know what, if we send white soldiers into these camps to liberate the Jewish people, they're going to possibly believe the Nazis have come back uh, to take over the camps and harm them, and there there could be uh, Jewish people that are hurt. And so what they did, the high command said, we're going to send in the African-American soldiers in the 183rd Engineer Combat Battalion in the 8th Corps, In the U.S. Third Army to liberate, Buchenwald and Dachau. And the Jewish people, as they saw these American black soldiers coming in, and and you can look this up in historical records, there's pictures of black soldiers carrying out of the barracks, you know, Jewish people that are near death, their bodies so emaciated. And, you know, it's a beautiful picture to me of solidarity, of the black people standing with the Jewish people in their suffering. And the poet Sonia White said in in a poem, when she saw these black soldiers, the Jewish people call them their black angels, when she saw this soldier coming in to rescue her, she wrote a poem later, and it says this, A black GI stood by the door. I never saw a black before. He'll set me free before I die. I thought he must be the Mashiach, which means Messiah. And again, the Jewish people call the black soldiers their black angels. So there's a growing movement today of leaders like Martin Luther King and Rabbi Joshua Heschel that are crossing bridges together, that are feeling their legs praying, that are re- reuniting their hearts together. Jews and blacks standing together as one to fight racism of all kinds. And we as people groups, blacks and Jews, we need to feel our legs praying. We need to cross bridges and stand in solidarity against anti-Semitism. stand in solidarity against racism of all kinds, against our African-American bl- brothers and sisters. So I want to close out the podcast today uh, with a statement by Martin Luther King in his own words, a recording uh, that's found on the Jewish World Congress website. And so we'll close out the podcast with the very words of Martin Luther King. God bless, and we'll see you next time on Israel and You. The whole world must see uh, that uh, Israel uh, must exist and has a right to exist and is one of the great outposts of democracy in the world. My Jewish brothers and sisters said to me amid anti-Semitism anywhere, and we don't need your support, but would still take a stand against anti-Semitism because it's wrong, it's unjust, and it's evil. If-